Hi, I'm Rich Regan, CEO of the Auditorium Theater, and welcome to Odd Talk. Today, I have the pleasure of speaking with Kevin Aiga Jeff, co-founder, as well as creative and executive director of Deeply Rooted Dance Theater. Thank you for joining us today, Aiga. Wonderful to be here, Rich. We're very excited that Deeply Rooted Dance Theater is helping us start our 21-22 season and joining us on Saturday, October 23rd. Hey, what, what about that? Yeah. <laughs> we're here. Finally, we're here. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm reflecting on the um, first performance we had at the Auditorium Theater in um, 1999. And we did an evening with Roberta Flack celebrating her music. And we had an incredible time. It was just really great. It was my dream at that time to be able to develop a relationship where the company could perform ongoingly at the venue. And so we're planting seeds for that intention, hoping we can manifest that, right? Indeed. I mean, that, that's our goal. You, uh, you have a company that deserves to be seen. And, um, you know, many can join us here uh, in the next week or so and in years to come. So I'm glad you brought up that production in 1999 because that was on my mind as well. That was the first time you and I met and mm -hmm. it was uh, deeply rooted performing live to the music of uh, and performance of Roberta Flack. Yeah, it was, it was great. You know, she had seen the work and um, I'll tell you a quick story. I had asked her to come and see the work because I love Roberta Spock. And she agreed and she said, but when I come, I, want, I don't want you to acknowledge me. I'm just going to sit in the back of the house and then I'll leave. And um, so she came, we performed the work. After she saw the work, I heard this voice in the back of the house saying, I've got to come up. I've got to come up on stage. And so she came up on stage and she was she was in tears. And she was saying how much she enjoyed the work, how happy she was, was to be in the theater. And she had no idea that dance could make her feel that way, you know? And so I, and that was years and years, even before the 1999 performance. So when we had the, the vision to do the performance again, I called her, I said, will you, will you do this with us? And, um, and we made it happen. She was so gracious and wonderful. I love that lady. <laughs> what an incredible story. And what a, what, a, what a compliment she paid to you at that point, you know, that she was so compelled to shout <laughs> out from the back row and say, hey, hey, we're, we're, I, need to, I need to see you. It was, really, it was very special. I was in my 20s at that time. So it was just um, really, really special to be affirmed in that way by someone that I love so much from afar. And then to be able to develop a, a more intimate, more personal relationship was just a real blessing. It's amazing. And something I learned recently is that Nicole Clark Springer, uh, who's the artistic director of Deeply Rooted, that was the first performance that she danced with the company. Is that correct? It was, yes. That's it was amazing. the first performance. She danced the role of baby sister in Flack. And, um, you know, that's what makes her so special in terms of her appointment as artistic director of Deeply Rooted is that she has gone through the process 
Um, she came in as a, as a, into our dance education program as a student in our summer intensive. Um, she matriculated into the, the uh, apprentice company. She then matriculated into the company. And then she went away for a while to do some things and get married and have some beautiful kids and teach in other places and dance in other places. And um, then Andrea Johnson and I talked about um, who would be right to lead the summer intensive since Andrea was gonna be stepping down. And Andrea said, Nick, Nick is the one. And I agreed, Nick is the one. And we called Nick and um, she came and she came back to direct the summer intensive. Mm-hmm. And she did that for probably, it's been somewhere between 14 to 16 years. I can't even keep up with all the years, but she's done an incredible job growing that program. And she also served on the artistic team over the last few years as well. And just, and that whole process really is about preparing new leadership for the, for the company and also making sure that that leadership has a team of people that can help the artistic director realize their vision. Um, So um, I'm really thrilled. She's doing a magnificent job. Sometimes you you can matriculate people inside of your organization in a way that can be stifling. But mm-hmm. we believe if you're, if you're um, really about the internal operations and what's important about the history of the organization and also choosing someone who sees the world and sees their place in the world and the company's place in the world so that we're breaking the box open at the same time, mm-hmm. then that becomes a really great balance. And Nick is, has that kind of spirit about her leadership. I can see that. And, I, and if I put myself in your shoes, that has to give you a certain comfort level. That someone that you've had the, the years of experience that you've had with Nick and, and has held so many different positions within the company, um, you must feel like she's ready and you know she's ready and you can comfortably step away from those responsibilities. Yeah, I I really feel, well, you know, I definitely feel that about her because she really owns the mission for herself, you know, and the mission is to to have this artistic process be self-actualizing for each person that participates in it so that you really, in order to do that, you have to find your true voice. So while it's important that we find alignment as a team, it's also important that this is a safe space for people to push back and to really kind of say, well, I hear what you're saying, but I also have my ideas and my reflections about that. And I wanna shape it this way. You know, so you have to have a really delicate balance about that in all areas of the organizations and, and, and certainly inside of the artistic leadership. Mm-hmm. Cause that's where you get the growth from. That's, that's, where, you, that's where you get the growth from. Yes. Amazing. So Deeply Rooted is celebrating its 25th season this year. And as one of the co-founders, can you talk about uh, Deeply Rooted's beginnings? And and we talked a little bit about it a few minutes ago, but those beginnings and the mission and how that may have evolved over the last 25 years. Well, I think the... um... The core value of Deeply Rooted is for people to be deeply rooted in themselves and understanding their gifts, their genius, that in our genes is a a map 
of who we are in creation. And it's our job to really understand what, what generates within us and to be and to bring that out so that we can make our contributions to the world because no one else can make the contribution that Rich Regan can make except for Rich, Rich Regan. No one else can make the contribution that I can make except for myself. So it's my responsibility to steward that. And the other part of it is to make sure that we are stewarding it together in an environment where we work to um, find fellowship and, and complement each other in these efforts. So making beautiful dance is the process by which we self-actualize ourselves and we self-actualize communities or we self-actualize the experience that an audience member has when they see something on stage that they feel is, wow, that is so magnificent, so inspiring, that when I'm leaving the theater, I wanna figure out how I can contribute more of who I am to the world. Because when you see a performance on stage, it, it really is an extraordinary experience at its best. And when you see people doing extraordinary things, it inspires an extraordinary result in you. And that's what Deeply Rooted is all about. It's just really about um, the highest level of human accountability and not accountability in a restrictive kind of rigid way, but a way where you understand, hey, um, this, we're living and we have something vital to share and let's, let's get on with sharing it. Let's not second guess ourselves here. I think that's amazing. You're inspiring me as you're speaking here. And it's, uh, I, I, I'm without words at the moment. That, that was beautiful. And, and you brought me along with it and you engaged me. That's, that's incredible. <laughs> the, you know, the, the program that you're bringing to the auditorium includes the company premiere of Ulysses Doves episodes. Would you share the importance of Deeply Rooted Dances presenting this, this piece? I think the, first of all, I, I, I had the pleasure of, of knowing him a bit because I was a young dancer in New York and I saw the premiere of Ulysses Dove's episodes and it was riveting for me. I saw it premiered on The Ailey Company and they did an exquisite job. And I remember seeing him in the lobby and us catching eyes and I just, his spirit, his knowing, his um, humility, his truth, and his um, vulnerability and understanding of human imperfection, you know, was just so evident in the eyes when I saw him. I just saw all of that at one time. And, I, and I've, I've known so many people that work with Ulysses. I, I know Alvin. Um, I knew Alvin, I should say. He was very inspiring to me and he um, you know, was very gracious with me. And I realized that within the, there's a continuum here of artists that make each, where we make each other possible. You know, um, I know that inside of Ulysses' dance is a lot of his, the history of other people that he worked with. You know, and so just being able to share his choreography and it's being set on the company by his brother, Alfred Dove. And so Alfred is an artist unto himself. And he says that Ulysses works, since Ulysses didn't have children, he said, um, his works are my nieces and nephews. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And so, in short, there's so much history inside of the exploration of, of Ulysses' works. And that history is connected to everyone that touched Ulysses' life. His, his mother, his father, his brother, um, Alvin, um, um, you know, all of the, all of the, Merce Cunningham, you know, all of the people that Ulysses worked with is, is, is in his choreography. And so I think that's, that's a, and just humanity is in his choreography. Mm-hmm. So I think it's really important to do it for, for that reason. And um, I'm just happy that we have the work now. I, I, again, I'm inspired and I'm so anxious to see the piece. Mm-hmm. So the second half of the performance features uh, the piece Scotian. And, you know, I know uh, anybody that's followed you understands uh, how August went and the plans for August were deeply rooted at Millennium Park. And unfortunately, the weather just was not cooperating. Uh, But, you know, as luck would have it, um, you'll be bringing this piece that you planned for Millennium Park to the auditorium stage. Can you share with us a little bit be- about what's behind Goshen and what you're excited about for this performance on uh, October 23rd? Goshen is um, Donald Lawrence's vision, who's a, and Donald is a Grammy Award-winning composer, um, steeped heavily, um, deeply, I should say, in the in gospel music, but as deeply in other forms. Um, and Goshen is his, his um, treatment of the Exodus story in a, in a more contemporary context. The piece really, I think, speaks to just human evolution and in a very, very exciting and joyous and spirited way. And so it's gonna be, it's not just deeply rooted dance theater on stage, it's 12 singers that's part of the ensemble who are just glorious, um, combined with five principal singers that sing each of the selected songs. So it's a dance theater work for sure. And it's a interdisciplinary work because it's music, dance and song. Glorious. And I hope that you enjoy it, um, that everyone enjoys it that comes to see it. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited and I'm excited to see how how the choreography works with the vocalists and the singers on stage along with the dancers. I'm really glad we get to do it again. You know, we had we were all revved up for Millennium Park and and whatnot. So when Nick said, hey, uh, since we got rained out, why don't we look at doing it at the auditorium? Then we called you and you said, hey, that sounds like a great idea. So here we are. So anyone that didn't get to see it then, please, please come to see it now. Indeed. Indeed. So in closing, um, with the odd talks, if you may have seen one of them before, Aiga, we ask those participants to share a favorite memory of the auditorium theater. So do you have a memory of the auditorium theater that you can share? It would have to be the Roberta Flack show. Yeah, it it would have to be that, you know. Um, When you're working for a show, when you're working to get a show like that up, Everybody's coming from different places and and so much is happening to make that collaboration happen. And it always feels like, oh my God, will it work? Will it work? And I remember standing um, in the back of the house because I like to stand when I watch performances. And I was just so moved. I had an out of body experience, you know, and that's when I know 
I'm in the divine place, you know? And so everything just worked that night. The theater is beautiful. If, if you haven't been at the Auditorium Theater, probably most folks who, is, who are watching this have, but if you haven't been there, it's a it's a glorious house. It's so beautifully designed and so warm. And um, and that night when Roberta was on stage with our beautiful dancers, it just blew me away. Indeed, indeed. So <laughs> if anyone's interested, I think it's fair to say if you want to have a glorious out-of-body experience, <laughs> join us October 23rd for Deeply Rooted Dance at the Auditorium Theater. Ayaga, I can't thank you enough. I thank you equally, my friend. You are a master at what you do and a wonderful, wonderful human being. We're, we're very lucky to have you at that venue. You're too kind. So thank you all for listening and enjoying another edition of Odd Talk. Bye-bye, everybody.